Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for joining us. I have Mike Blaine with me again. Uh, He was on the show last week. We went over a little bit of his life and how he is now the van driver at the mission. He had worked in the warehouse when I first hired him. Uh, I hired him within a matter of weeks or months after I got to the Union Gospel Mission myself as director. I had volunteered at the mission for many years prior to the the time that I came as director, and I've got to say that I've been grateful to be there all these many years, and the mission is doing well, and that's a blessing to my heart as well. And Michael is is still driving the van and doing a great job doing that and representing the mission. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Thank you for hiring me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I also drive the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, That's true. We have a big bobtail. Yeah, refrigerated uh, mm-hmm. truck that, uh, that I have the— the joy and pleasure of driving. Um, boy, it's a you, cool job to drive a refrigerated uh, truck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, boy, I tell you, you, you sure see some things when you're driving all the time. Uh, That's right. There's, uh, there's, you got to be wary. You have to be on the lookout. Just kind of like Satan, you got to be wary all the time because uh, the minute you let your guard down, something will go wrong. That's right. Yeah. So uh, No, it is true that Satan is always around the corner, always ready to whisper in your ear, always ready to condemn you, and, and your own mind uh, will condemn you as well. And, and Christ is the only one that can, and he doesn't if you're in him. If you're in Christ Jesus, uh, he relieves you of the condemnation. And, uh, and it's such a blessing that he invites us to, to, to be uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Jim oh, Hughes once, once told, Jim Hughes had worked at the mission how many years? Uh, worked or was there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He, he actually, Jim Hughes is an interesting story. Jim Hughes was our program director at one time, and he had been there for years and years and years, but he was there like 38 or 30, 40 years ago almost, and he had gone, left the mission to become director in Yuba City or Marysville, one of those two. And so he was the director there, and whenever he had left there, he came back to the Union Gospel Mission. So his his time period has been segmented, but Jim had a wealth of information. He was— uh, And experience. And he still does. I mean— uh, Jim is in his 80s now, but he still comes to the mission. He brings his wife, who volunteers for the women's clothes closet. And uh, Jim comes, and he hangs out at the mission until after lunchtime, takes his beautiful wife back again to their home. But, uh, yeah, uh, Jim is Jim is a special guy. Yeah, yeah he, he, he gave me uh, the advice, and I've said this on the air before, Quite a few you years mean get ago. out of the country while you can? Uh, no, okay. I'm sorry. What um, was it? But I but I asked him. You know, I said, how do you how do you always 
remained so even keeled. Um, because at the mission, you know, you, you have the homeless coming in. Some of them may have been drinking. Some of them um, may be in a bad mood. We, we, we don't know. But things can happen. Sure. They can happen. And I, I have never seen Jim uh, excited to the point of maybe being angry. And hmm. I have never seen him down in the dumps coming in just like Eeyore. Oh, Never saw it, and so I asked him, Jim, how, how does that how does that work? How how do you remain so calm and even keeled? And he told me the best advice I've ever had in my life, and he said, I never leave home until I've spent an hour with God, and by that he meant uh, not just in prayer, but in reading God's word and thinking about what he's read. And thanking God for for being able to take that time to to spend with Him in His Word, um, and so I I took that up. I I get up extra early every day, and uh, I have my my morning time with God. And of course, throughout the day, sure. But, but uh, I I I cherish that that time. I I I am blessed to have. Amen. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have trials or tribulations because the Bible said we will. So but, that's how you're able to stay so calm. <laughs> well, I did say even it, it works quite exactly like that for me. <laughs> but I am absolutely positive without a doubt it helps me oh, uh, get through my day. You absolutely. Know. Um, yeah, no, I, I wish I could have that that. Well, well, maybe when I'm 80-something. Huh? Well, let me give you a little hope in that regard. You said that you never saw Jim angry. You never saw him upset. He was always so even-keeled. Before you or I ever got to the mission many years ago, he had tried to break up a situation that was going on. And as he walked away, the guy caught him in the side of the head with a fist. Jim was so angry, he, and Jim is not a very tall man. So Jim went into his office, he got a baseball bat, and he was headed out to do some head cracking. When he said, you know, he, he knew that God had impressed on him, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he repented of that, but at that moment, he was less than calm and even keeled. However, God can keep us from those type of things if we rely on God. And how do we hear God's voice? We hear God's voice when we are in his word, and he can bring to remembrance scriptures that we, whether you remember the address of them or not, the scripture's there. Spirit and, will bring that to you. Yeah. And so how do we make our major mistakes? We make our major mistakes because we forget to pray. We forget to ask God what direction we should do. We forget at the moment that we are in trouble or angry or to, to really drop to our knees and ask God, what should I do right now? And, you know, one thing that, that I try to think about, even when driving, because, I, and you guys have heard me say it before, when I got saved, I thought I'd have to give up driving mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because people, people have a tendency to make you angry. Mm -hmm. I had a guy uh, in a Tesla cutting in and out of uh, <laughs> cutting in and out of traffic, and I thought, ah, this guy is so irritating. I look over and he's got an electric razor and he's shaving. Oh my goodness! I thought, yeah. wow, 
<laughs> but there's pretty egregious things that happen out there. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, one thing that kind of helps is if you stop and think, this person that just did that is one of two people. They are a child of God, and so if they are a child of God, they're a brother and sister in Christ. I need to give them grace. And if if they are lost and on their way to hell, I need to pray for them because they're headed for a horrible place. And so they're either a brother or sister in Christ or they're a lost person on their way to hell. And if you can bear those things in mind, it helps a little bit when you're a little bit irritated in traffic. And wouldn't wouldn't it be a, a real blessing to be able to look at everyone and see them the way Christ saw them? Yep. Uh, no, There was nobody that, that came before Christ that Christ didn't absolutely love. Oh, yeah. Um, he, Even the lost. Yeah. Yeah, Even those that would never come to a saving knowledge, mm-hmm. he had that, uh, yeah. I right. mean, you know, he was... Divine. Always, <laughs> he was divine, and he saw what God sees. And uh, I wish that we could see that, too. And I'm sure that uh, the the reactions that we had when somebody did something that might be irritating... Um, would would the reaction we had would would be a little different than what our natural human reaction would be? Well, because we feel uh, every time we become incensed against something or because of something, it's because we feel our rights have been violated. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that the only one that really need, uh, has the right to feel that is Christ Himself and yeah. His. His rights were violated, and he did it willingly. But for us, we we get offended if somebody looks at us cross-eyed. You know, you ask people out on the street, some of the fights and some of the serious things that have come is just because of the way somebody looked at them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've lived out there. I've, I've seen it. And, and I know you have. And uh, since I've been at the mission, I've, I've seen it uh, quite a bit, too, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's across the board, not just with the homeless, but with people in general. Yeah. And, and yet Christ having been beaten unrecognizable as man, having his shoulders probably dislocated as they stretch him out and nailed him to the cross at that, at that point, um, I, I can't think of anything that I would feel other than, uh, you know, I, I am not liking this, and I don't like you at all for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet Christ said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Well, He's, uh, he is my Savior. He's my Lord. He could have ended the suffering at any moment he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And yet, if he had done that, then we would have been lost eternally. Yeah. And that was something he wasn't willing to do. Mm-hmm. And so... The, this Lord of glory, this Savior that we celebrate uh, the resurrection next week, uh, this, this Lord of glory chose the suffering. You know, can you imagine uh, most people on the cross and the reason that they came to break the legs of the criminals, as they called them, was because the Sabbath was coming and they needed them to die quickly. And 
the reason for that is with your feet nailed to the cross, you had no way to support yourself. And with your arms hanging the way they were, you couldn't breathe. So the only way that you could take a breath would be to push up on the, on the nails in your feet, causing excruciating pain, especially as they swole and became more inflamed. And that's the only way that you could catch a breath. So if they broke the legs, they would suffocate. And of course, the reason, uh, you know, that not one bone was broken, we knew the scripture said that, that that's how it was going to happen. By the time they got to break the legs of Christ, he had already uh, succumbed, the body had. And so and now they said, oh, well, we don't need to break the legs, but the amount of pain that you're talking about. Well, you used the word excruciating, and oh, yeah. that word literally means, it's, first Crucified. of all, it's a word mm-hmm. that the Romans had to invent because they had no word that could cover the pain that people felt when being crucified. That's correct. And that, that word excruciating means out of the cross. So um, the people that, that, that had to be crucified, that were crucified, uh, to break their legs would probably be a blessing to get it over with sooner. Um, I can't imagine having some people I've read, some people were hung on that cross for over a day. And I can't imagine uh, that kind of pain for that, that length of time. Well, can't. the Romans were masters at causing pain. And as we alluded to earlier, uh, the Bible tells us that cursed is any man who hangs on a tree, and meaning the cross. Because um, the Roman crucifixion, they were masters at it. So the reason they didn't break his legs, they knew he was dead. They jammed the spear into the side, and out came water and blood, and that was a sign of the that they that he was truly dead. Mm-hmm. So, please, if you're out there saying the crucifixion that Jesus never really died, <laughs> no, he, he died. He was he was absolutely dead, and because uh, the Romans wouldn't have made that mistake, and they were know expert killers. He's not only. He not only was absolutely dead, but he has absolutely risen. He absolutely and, has. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Too. Well, I'm grateful for it, too, because I, I know that I never deserved heaven. And here's the other thing that I can tell you. You never deserved it either. Not you, Michael, but any of us. Right. Every person listening to the radio show, no matter how good you think you've been, you never earned your way to heaven. It is the free and unmerited gift of God. What mercy, what grace. Uh, huh? Grace is, is an abounding thing, and God has always been merciful, always been graceful. And so I, I heard many times different pastors say, please, never be surprised that anybody's going to hell. Be surprised that anybody's not. Huh? <laughs> you know. Um, so thank you, Jesus. What else amen. can you do? Thank you, Lord. Um, and yeah, you mentioned that that Christ, He could have at any time uh, asked Father to send a, a legion of angels, and and He could have come down off of that cross. But 
No, he he was he he was born. He left his glory to save us because he right. he knew that we were that lost, and and yep. he loved so much uh, that that he couldn't stand by and let let us uh, fall into to hell. You know, I don't know how often we think about it, but the reality is, and I've said it before, but. When we come at Christmas time and we are there at the manger with the babe, who Christ had to come as a man, right? Amen. But he didn't have to come in a manger. He could have been born a king, somebody of influence, a soldier, anything he could, a general, whatever the, you know. But he came in humble circumstances. And over the shadow of the cradle that he was in, in the manger, was the shadow of the cross. And every day of his life, the shadow of the cross was over top of that. As he grew and his body grew and he became a man and he became a tradesman with his father, every day the shadow of the cross was there. Jesus knew what he would have to endure and the worst of all, that horrible feeling when, when he cried out, Father, why have thou forsaken me? Feeling the whole weight of humanity's separation from God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, Jesus endured not just the cross, but he endured being no longer in heaven, but here. Yeah. And, yeah. and in, in not great circumstances. And when I believe that when he took the sin of the world on himself, that, oh, he, that, yeah. that he felt that little, that, that separation from of the course. Father. Mm-hmm. And that's what he didn't, when he said, uh, if, Father, if you can take this cup from me, uh, please do, but, but not my will, thine be done. I, I think it wasn't the death, it wasn't being crucified that he was afraid of or 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 disdained. It was it was that moment when there was a separation from God the Father whom he'd been with for all eternity. Well, um, you know, we have to always realize that that the anthropos is what the word is, the God man. 100% God, but he was 100% human as well. We can't do that equation because we just can't wrap our heads around it. But the reality is that, you know, the Bible tells us very clearly that he was tempted in every way that all of us are, but with the difference that he didn't succumb to any of that sin. But you know what? We forget sometimes that when he walked over sharp stones, his feet hurt. When he was hungry, he was hungry. He thirsted as we thirsted. There were times that he was lonely. Please come and, and be with me, uh, you know, and, and yet they couldn't because, as they said, the spirit was willing but the flesh was weak. And yet we know from those words of his that he wanted them to be with him. So he felt that, that loneliness. He felt every kind of emotion that we could, but he didn't sin. He got angry, but he didn't sin. Uh, we get angry and we use it like a drug. It, we, we go off and 
you know, we, we get some kind of satisfaction out of it temporarily. But so Christ was just righteous indignation. It right? was. Well, and, and we're told to do that, too. We're told to to be angry, but do not sin. Mm-hmm. And is that possible? Of course it is possible. If you're walking in faith and you have the Holy Spirit in you, there are times you might be righteously indignant. You might actually be angry. I, I mean, when you see somebody being abused, you know, that is an exercise, and it, it, it boils in your heart, and it, it, it hurts, and it makes you angry. That's a righteous indignation mm-hmm. that somebody would abuse a child or that they would hurt somebody intentionally with, with no remorse on their own. It, it's angry. It's anger that you feel. Um, you know, I hate to see people being picked on that are, you know, for whatever reason. Nobody likes a bully. Well, that's not true. Um, There are a lot of people who feel that's okay. But most decent people and all Christians should be outraged by bullies and, and that type of stuff. And in some regard, here's the sad part, we've all done that. Yeah. We may not have taken our fists and beaten up some innocent person, but have we ever gotten involved with making fun of somebody when we were in school that, of course, you know, yes. you might not have done it all by yourself, but now that you're in the pack, you know, let's, let's mm-hmm. take a couple of shots at this person. And that's, that is, that's cruel as well. That's bullying as well. Um, and so, Christ had all the same emotions that we had, but without sin. Because one sin, and he he wouldn't have qualified to take our sins. Right. He wouldn't have been that, that pure lamb. Right. Yeah. And so as we come up to Resurrection Sunday, and as you've heard on maybe some of the commercials or whatever, it's it's not about Easter bunnies and okay. and chocolate eggs, although our guy's particularly like the chocolate <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Um, but when you come off the streets, when you come off drugs, uh, you become a sugar addict. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> and st- unfortunately, still am to a degree. <laughs> well, that when he doesn't get his coffee anyway. But yeah. and, I, and my ice cream at night. <laughs> yes, he, he eats ice cream at night. Uh, but at any rate... And so uh, there are times that I'm greatly disappointed in myself because of things I feel, think, or say. Uh, there are times that I get lonely or blue or whatever. And I know that Christ is with me. He said he'd never leave me or forsake me. And yet sometimes I guess I am, as yeah. Paul David Tripp says, I become a grace amnesiac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're out of time, Michael. Oh like to say goodbye to the folks? Well, Sacramento, uh, I, I pray uh, for you. And uh, I'm grateful that we can celebrate Resurrection Sunday uh, coming up this weekend. I, I hope all of you have a, a wonderful uh, gathering of friends and family. And I truly pray that uh, it be a blessed day and that you remember what it's for. Yep. If you're if you don't have a church, find one. 
Amen. And uh, so always, as always, my friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916 447 3268. 916 447 3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.